Oh. All right, so super important. We got some cats coming in. Let Tyler let him in. I want you guys to do me a favor. Okay, let's do this. It's uh 12224. Okay. So I want everybody to do me a favor. I want you to write this down. Until I change, nothing changes. Just like super important. Um, if you guys want to have more confidence, if you guys want to make more sales, if you guys want to live a better life, if you guys want to do more, you guys got to recreate, you got to change. Until you change, nothing changes. I'm going to tell you, everybody do me a favor. I want you to write this down, okay? The recreation phases you've had in your life, I want you to write down when they've been. Let me give you an example. Um, when I was 18 years old, the first time I got in sales, I started to make money. I started to recreate. I, I needed three things. I needed an image coach. means I needed to look different. I needed a speaking coach. I needed to learn to speak. A sales coach. I need to learn to sell. So at 18 years old, I recreated my life. That was my first version of recreation. Okay. My, my second version, right? It didn't happen until I was 39 years old. I kept mastering that craft, but from 18 to 39, I almost went 19 years. Embarrassing, right? Without changing. 39 years old, wife walks up to me, grabs my love handle. She goes, you're fat. Okay. She was right. It was fat. She said, I'm going to live without you. You're never present. And, you know, basically you're always thinking about work and I'm seeing you fall apart. You're not doing a good job being a dad. Now, by the way, I was a better dad than most. I was a better husband than most. And I made more money than most. But to my potential, I was failing. So that day, I just want to tell everybody here, um, went and looked in the mirror, owned my shit, got fucking real serious about the gym, about being a great dad, about taking business to another level. That was total re recreation, Andy Elliott 2.0. Okay, now listen, everybody understand this. What is real financial about? Number one, it's about you can work whenever the fuck you want to work and you can work as hard as you want to work and you decide what your life looks like. I want you to write two things down. Option A, I need a babysitter. I need to go back to work for someone else. Just true. By the way, would you guys rather me feed you ice cream like a two, three, four, and five-year-old make you feel good or give you the cold, hard truth? We've got to make decisions. Okay, if we say we want to be, you know, these ass entrepreneurs, we want to have our own life. We want financial freedom. We want all this shit. We want to make all the money. We want to build a big team. Want to do all of this cool shit? If that's the truth, let's answer. What do we need? Option A: I need a babysitter. I I can't be disciplined enough to build this business to make the dials positive all day. Take care of my mental health. Okay, I don't have my discipline edge is fucking soft. My discipline blade is dull. So I need to go work for someone else. It's just truth. Okay. Or option B, I'm in charge. I can make the dials, whatever that is per day. That means on the dial times that I've decided I'm going to dial, I will dial every one of those. By the way, can I, common sense, if we buy leads or if someone requests information about life insurance, are we bothering them when we call them? Are we bothering them guys? No, I, I've listened to 
some phone calls. And it sounds to me like we are calling people afraid that we're bothering them. <laughs> what? Dude, these people want help. And by the way, listen to me. If somebody's like, I'm tired of getting called, say, listen, they send the amateurs first. I don't understand it. Just say that. They send the amateurs first. I don't understand it. But my name is Andy Elliott, okay? Right? I'm the deal coordinator. My job is to help coordinate the deal and put everything together. You guys are wanting to qualify for the best insurance policy that's around. That's me. I've got it. I just got a couple quick questions. And then that way I'll get you all the information you need and then the insure decision. Is that fair? Great. Boom. Move through it. So Tyler, tell me. Somebody keeps calling. Everybody keeps calling me. Yeah, no worries. Andy. They send the amateurs first. No big deal. I don't know why they do that. By the way, my name's Andy Elliott. I'm the deal coordinator. My job's to coordinate the deal and put the deal together. You guys need insurance. I'm not sure if it's for somebody, you know, if you were to die, you want to leave some money behind for a loved one, or if it's for burial expense, where if you did die, you want to make sure that no one's responsible for the burial expense. Whatever it is, I've got a couple questions. I'll get you that quote. And in the end, it's your decision. Everybody, in the end, it's your decision. Does that sound fair? When you say, does that sound fair? They'll say, I say, yeah, that sounds fair. Bam, got that ass. Everybody, do me a favor. Say, speak so smooth, your words flow like water, like a nice little waterfall. Woo! People listen to me and they're like, damn, dude, I just don't want you to shut up because your shit sounds so good. Keep talking dirty to me. Guys, listen, by the way, I like to have fun with what I do. Some of you guys are like, this can't be sales training. No shit, dumbass. This is fucking life training. Okay? When you guys get good at speaking, people want to hear more. When you suck at speaking, they don't want to hear you at all. Some of you guys, honestly, and I'm not being negative, when I hear you talk, I'm like, fuck, we got issues. You can't even say hi. You have trouble saying hi. Okay, you guys need some real work. Now, how do you build real work? Number one, you got to have real confidence. How do you create confidence in the fucking gym? Just in case nobody's ever really told you the truth. Confidence is built in the gym. You look in the mirror and you decide, do I like me? Okay, do I like me? Am I proud of me? Have I, am I taking good care of me? By the way, everybody, newsflash. I believe the law of business is that if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of others. Right? Does that make sense? Guys, I need everybody to know this. Write this down. If I can't solve my own problems, I shouldn't be in charge of solving anyone else's problems. Well, that's a pretty fucking good one, isn't it? It's pretty good. Okay? Right? Come on now. Listen to me. Some of you guys got problems going on in your own life. Can't solve your own shit. Can't. That's why no one else wants you to solve their shit. I think God, not trying to get all godly, but won't give you access to the herd to help them until you help yourself. That's what I think. You know, until I really started taking care of me, which is when I was 39 years old, started really, really looking in the mirror and start fixing my holes. That's when I thank God let me have access to the herd because he said, all right, you're finally taking care of your holes. You killed your ego. Now you're building confidence. You're really out with a good heart to help people. Now I'm going to let you loose on the world. And he did. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for all of you on this call are here for financial freedom, to create your own life, to create your own lifestyle and have the potential. I didn't say 
No, I didn't say no free. You're, you can't, you get a free ride, but you have the potential to do whatever you want. Can every one of you wake up when you want? If you sell through financial, yep. You wake up whenever you want. Can you go to bed whenever you want? Yep. That's choice. And the problem with most people, when you give them fucking choices, they fell. Because you guys say, I, I want to run my own life. Bullshit. If we let you run your own life, you, you would, you would fail. You would sink. You would take advantage of it. You'd fall apart. Your discipline would go. That's why option a is work for someone else. You need a babysitter. What is a babysitter? Tyler be at work at eight o'clock or you're fired. Tyler doesn't show up at eight. Doesn't have a job. Now, Tyler, when you show up at eight, I'm going to pay you X amount of money. You're going to sell your dreams for a salary. You get off at four o'clock. You're never going to make any more money. That's your life. I don't like that life. I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay, cool. So let's do the other one. No one's going to tell you anything to do. No one's going to tell you what time to go to work. No one's going to watch you. So that means you got to do it on your own. It means you got to be your own boss. I hear people all the time. They're like, I want to be my own boss. Bullshit. You can't even fucking wake up when you're supposed to. And you want to be your own boss? Dude, you... You need someone to tell you what to do. Everybody right now, let's make the choice, okay? You really want to be an entrepreneur. You do not need a babysitter. You will be driven. You will, listen, motivated people get destroyed. Motivated people, which means comes and goes. Motivated people get destroyed by everything that comes in their way because they're motivated. Catch them on a good day when they're motivated, they'll kick ass. Catch them on a day when they're not motivated, they get their ass kicked. Driven people, which is what we're going to do, talk about right now, destroy everything that gets in their way. You get my way, I'll rip your throat out. That's how you guys got to be. I'm sorry. That's too hard for some of you. You're like, I don't like that. Okay, go ahead and be a loser. You know what I'm saying? Just go back to sleep. You're on the wrong call. You're on the wrong call. They should have got on the other call. This is the call tonight where we're like, okay, we're going to basically understand, number one, if people request information on life insurance, they send the amateurs first, we're the greatest. Number two, how do I know if insurance is, is right for you or not? Would you like me to let you know, Tyler? Yeah, absolutely. In the last 30 seconds of your life, you guys know the, you guys know the role, right? Mr. and Mrs. Customer, would you like me to know how I know if life insurance is right for you? Even before I get into giving you the the proposal would you like me to let it let you know if i know if it's right for you yes or no in the last 30 seconds of your life do you want to make sure that your loved ones are protected so that on the worst day of their life they're not stuck with your burial expense or they can live because of the money that you left behind because you made a selfless decision to take care of them after you're gone so the question is do you want to take care of them or does someone else need to step in and handle it do you want to make sure that they're that they're not left with your burial expense debt? Or do you want them to be stuck with it so they don't know how to handle it and everybody's stuck worried if something were to happen? In the last 30 seconds of your life, do you want to make sure that the people that you love are taken care of and not stuck with a burden or that they're they're left with the tax-free check so they can be taken care of so someone else doesn't have to take to step in and take care of them? It, it's real simple. That's how I know. That's how I know as the insurance expert, if life insurance is right for you or not. And they'll say, I don't want anybody to take care of them. I want to take care of them good. And that's why we're on this call. And by the way, everybody write this down. Death is an uncontrollable. 
Super important that your job is not to sell anything. Your job is to educate people that death is an uncontrollable. Nobody can control when they die. Okay, nobody can control when they die. So since nobody can control when they die, the only thing that we can control is that ensuring by the time that we hang up this phone together that you have a policy in place for the people that you love. Wouldn't you agree, Tyler? Good, since death is an uncontrollable, we can't control when death's gonna happen, but what we can control is making sure that we take care of this while we're on the phone in the event that something did happen, since we can't control it, that this is taken care of. Guys, this is, this is, this is easy. This is too fucking easy. I can't, I can't tell you guys that this is so easy. And I got people making it hard. They're making it. This is easy guys. Learn the program, learn the program, believe in yourself, take care of your family, take the time to make the calls. By the way, I want to give you guys uh, something to think about real quick. Tyler, how many calls should a person be making a day? Uh, full-time about 250 to 300. Okay. So, so follow me. We got the technology. We got a yeah. burn dollar. We got what we need, right? Uh -huh. We're making 250 calls. Okay. If somebody made 250 calls and made one cell, right? One cell, how much money does that normally pay them on average? Uh, on the low end with low end paying products, like a thousand bucks typically. Okay. Can everybody do me a favor? Write this down. 250 calls thousand dollars okay now 250 calls divided by a thousand dollars is how much not the best of math but let's just do some real math thousand dollars divided by 250 is four dollars a call everybody do me a favor i will pay you four dollars for every phone call you make so next time someone's dialing the calls and they're like no one's answering bro i paid you four dollars for that call Come on, dog. Come on, man. I paid you four bucks for that call. Have a good attitude. Four dollars a phone call? Shit. I'll call 250. Now, when you call 250 bucks, you make a thousand dollars. That's four dollars a phone call. So everybody Yo, okay? Gabby, Gabby got four policies today. That's awesome, man. Everybody understand this. You look at life one of two ways. Okay. Number one, you find the one lucky phone call to make a thousand. Or every call you make is worth $4. Are we getting paid on every call, folks? Hell yeah, we are. See, guys, everything, everybody do me a favor. And then I'm going to let Tyler finish it. Everything you do in your life is perspective. And, and by the way, I want to share this with you. Your entire life selling will involve you shifting someone else's perspective. Selling is basically not changing or not making the way I sell attractive. That's important. But really, it's about when I call Tyler, making sure that he sees insurance the way that I see it. Guys, your job is to change your client's perspective so that they can borrow your eyes and see what you see. Does that make sense? And that's why I say, Hey, Tyler, listen, number one, um, she's like, why are you calling me? Everybody keeps calling me. I, I know. I don't know why they send the amateurs first. But anyways, this is Andy down here, you know, at ABC, X, Y, and Z insurance, real financial insurance. Just wanted to reach out real quick because you requested some information on either burial expenses or leaving some money behind for a loved one. Okay, this is only going to take a quick second. And then by the way, Tyler, would you like me to let you know how I know if life insurance is right for you and your family? Just real quick before we even get into it. Yeah. 
Because by the way, if it's not right for you, I'll save us both a bunch of time. In the last 30 seconds of your life. Okay, by the way, you're interested in barrel expenses, leaving or making sure nobody's stuck with the burden of the barrel expenses, or do you want to leave some money behind for the loved one? Yeah, a little bit of both. Okay, cool. If you were to die right now in the last 30 seconds of your life, would you like to make sure that your family's not burdened with your burial expenses where they have to come out of their pocket to bury you? Yes or no? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. In the last 30 seconds of your life, the people that you love, the people that you're responsible to take care of, would you like to make sure they're left with a tax-free check so that they're taken care of after you're gone so that someone else doesn't have to step in and take care of them and you're the one that took care of them? Yes or no? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm Okay, about. well, then life insurance is right for you. And since we know death is an uncontrollable, since we know death is an uncontrollable, we can only control what we do on this phone, which is take care of those things that you said you wanted to have taken care of if something were to happen. Listen, every day I get phone calls from people that purchase life insurance. Okay, listen to me. Their spouses, their loved ones, their beneficiaries, and they call me and they say, my father has passed or my, my brother got in a car accident or this happened. And you know what I say? No ways. I just spoke to him two days ago. Life isn't fair. Life is unpredictable. Death is real. If, if there's people in our life that we love and it's our job to take care of them, we must take care of it on this call when it can be taken care of. That's it. Guys, do me a favor. I'm not giving you the script. I'm not telling you how to pitch. I'm just telling you how to be real. Everybody listen to me. Everybody write this down. Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I don't want you to buy anything. Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I don't want you to buy anything. I just want you to do what's right. Trevor, I don't want you to buy anything from this call. All I want you to do is what's right. Okay? If, if what's right is protecting your family in the event that something happens, that's all, that's all I want you to do is just do what's right. Okay. I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. I want you to do what you do want to do in the last 30 seconds of your life. If making sure your family's protected is what you want to do, then we need to do that now while you can do it. And that's the right thing to do. Guys, come on, man. Shit. This isn't even fair. You guys better not be sharing these secrets with the other insurance companies. I know there's a trader on this call somewhere. We're going to hunt you down. And we're going to do some shit to you. Guys, listen, hey, I love you guys. I appreciate it. I want you to know uh, sales to me is fun. I, I don't get all serious. I just want to tell you guys, like I know a lot of people that get real serious with sales. Listen, I'm serious about winning. But at the end of the day, like sense of humor, having fun, joking around, being cool, swagger, just, just that, that shit's just missing in the industry. In all, in all industries, not just y'all's, but in all of them. Um, so if you guys can be someone that they never thought that they would meet, if you guys can create a relationship that they never thought they could create, if you guys can stand out, make connections, other people can't be different. You guys are going to dominate the industry guys write down three things real quick. And I'm going to roll it over to my boy, Tyler suffer. Everybody write this down, suffer, sacrifice, hard work, three magic ingredients to success. Okay, everybody, I want you to go to your mirror after this call, go into your mirror in the bathroom, and I want you to write suffer on the mirror. I know your girl's gonna be like, dude, what is this crap? Don't be putting up, say, babe, 
suffer, sacrifice, hard work. These three things I need to do in 2024 to ensure that I give you, the kids and the family, the life that you deserve. I need to know that when I'm not making the dials, if I don't feel like doing it, if that makes me feel like I'm suffering, I need to go through with that. I need to quit being such a puss. Okay? Sacrifice. Sacrifice for what you want or what you want becomes a sacrifice. If you don't want to go back to your old life, okay, then you got to give it up to get your new one. So everybody write this down. In order to get to my new life, I got to give up my old one. That's the way it works. Guys, when you walk into a government building, there is a double set of doors. And when you walk through the first set of doors, the second set won't open until you completely walk through the first set of doors. Some of you guys, you got one foot out, one foot in. The next door is never going to open. Okay. I can say it a million ways, burn your bro boats, no plan B. However you so I'll tell you this, your best life, you got to get through both set of double doors. You got to burn your life in order to get your new one. You guys want to be an entrepreneur? You got to become addicted to making the calls. It's $4 per call. You guys are getting paid on every call, so act like it, okay? It's time to change. When you guys change, everything changes. Do the work. Suffer, sacrifice. Be the hardest worker in the room. By the way, take care of yourself this year. Get in the best physical condition. You, if you guys are going to make dials, I would highly recommend working out before your dial times. When you work out, it puts you in the better mood for the next 12 hours. I can tell whether you guys have been exercising or not. On your dial days, hard workouts, exercise, sweat, no technology, put your fucking phone down, okay? Work on your mental health, work on your physical health. You guys are gonna become killers, okay? By the way, hey, don't believe me. Let's go back to your old life or keep it. You want to give it up, okay? You're going to have to sacrifice it. Get rid of it. Bye-bye, the old Jew. 3.0 Andy Elliott is here this year. Whether this is your 1.0, your 2.0, or your 3.0, I am on my 3.0 right now. I will create the greatest body I've ever had this year. I will be the greatest father this year. I'll be the greatest husband this year. I'll be the greatest leader, and I will make more motherfucking money then I know what to do with it. I will tell you I'm not a fraud. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm not fucking crazy. I'm a visionary. I envision what I'm going to do and I execute. And you guys are all going to do the same thing. I believe in you guys. I know you're capable. I know you're qualified. Question is, do you fucking want it? And if you want it, you better fucking remember that. You better remember all the people that bet against you, right? May God have mercy on my enemies because I fucking won't. You guys need to remember all the people that said you weren't going to make it. And guess what? Anybody doesn't believe in you, fuck them. Get them out of your life now. You guys want to sit around and argue with them? Fine. Go ahead. Waste your time. Waste your energy. Waste your breath. You only get so many matches in a day. Keep fucking lighting them for the wrong people. No ways. I'm out. So I just want to tell you guys, if you've taken one thing from this call, you can change your life. Okay? So you guys have a blessed day. Let's go. Man. Love me some Andy Elliott. All right, guys, I'm going to go Great into something. right there. There he is. What's up, Eric? I'm going to talk about something that Andy mentioned. Um, 
I'll drop it. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm going to talk about something that Andy mentioned really quick, making your words flow like water. I'm going to talk about how we can actually do that, what we can actually do to get to that. Because guys, we know that Brad always says the decisions we make determine the road that we take. So if we want to end up with words that are flowing like water, well, then what do I have to do today to be able to get there, right? If I was brand new, if I'd never made a phone call before, if I was never in sales before, I didn't know anything about insurance, I would sit down for 25 days and I would make a game plan and I would have a checklist for every single day that I, if I didn't do those things every single day, then I would start over and go back to day one. And for every single day, for 25 days, I would practice my script. I would read my rebuttals and I would get on every single training call and I would do something. I would plug into something positive, some kind of training, some kind of training that's in the training center that, that I've already watched, but I'm going to watch it again so I can get it ingrained in my head. A YouTube video that's going to help me. Um, something positive, right? And something that's going to help me grow inside the industry. And I need to just kind of like, Except that I might not get it by tomorrow, right? And some of you guys I know are like writing a ton of business on here and killing it and crushing it. And I think for most of us on here, like if we want to get to the point where our words truly do flow like water, when we can overcome objections, like I was saying to Andy earlier before we got on the call, like Andy used to test me with objections and Andy used to, he used to hit me with, with objections every single day. And just like, I'll be walking by him and he would hit me with something. And if I didn't overcome it, he would be like, go study. Like you're wasting time. Like, why aren't you as good as you need to be? Like, you could already be as good as you need to be today. Like, why are you waiting to become the best version of yourself? And what I didn't realize was, is I was missing out on money every single day that I sucked, right? So if you guys want to get good, if you guys want your words flow like water, if you want to be trusted by these people, the key isn't in some kind of secret source, some secret CRM. It's not in a secret time to dial. It's not in a secret state to dial in. It's you, right? Because if I call Hamza and I'm like, super nervous. And I'm like, Hey, um, I think that you maybe had filled something out at some point. And this is your information probably, right? Like if I have all these filler words, Hamza, how do I sound? Like, do I sound like you're you know, getting smoked on the phone, man? I'd be like, who the fuck is calling me at 7 PM? You little rat exactly. bastard. Exactly. The fucking phone. Yeah. And so yeah. The, the deal is, is that we earn trust and respect from our voice. And it, it, it couldn't be any easier and more simple for us to get respect and trust on the phone. But the problem is, is that it takes some sweat equity. It takes a little bit of elbow grease, baby. I got to put some time in. So if you're not getting the results that you want, think about the things that you do every day. I was talking to someone this morning and they were saying how, they were like, yeah, man, I make all these phone calls. I get this amount of answers every day. And most people don't let me through the intro. And I was like, okay, let's role play it really fast, right? Call me. And they sounded super nervous. And I said, dude, I love you, but we need to get better. Like the truth is, is just that we're not as good as we need to be. And we underestimated the amount of effort it was going to take to make money doing this. Right. And it's not that difficult, but we just need to get a little bit better. That's all. Like we just need to put a little bit more time. And if you want to accelerate the process of you getting better, all you have to do is do more. Right. So I got to practice more. I have to say the things out loud more. Guys, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about one thing really quick. If I'm a brand new agent, right? And let's just say that um, I have never been in sales before, right? Well, when I got on the phone the first time, obviously I'm going to be nervous. Obviously there's going to be some flutters. But if I've role-played the situations and I've done the practice over and over and over again, what happens is I'm expecting, I know what kind of objections are going to come. I know what people are going to say to me. I know it's familiar, right? And the difference is, is that it's not, it's not that it's, it's difficult. It's just new information, right? The first time that 
Um, I'm I'm gonna pick like you know Wyatt probably got in the car and was driving. Like Wyatt, did you have an easy time the first time you ever drove a car, or were you just like, you know, were you speed racer, or were, were you like kind of new at this? Is a little bit odd. Like you're kind of trying to figure it out. Bro, I stalled my dad's truck three times. That was not good, man. And so now I'm guessing when you get in the car, you know how to drive it like smooth like butter, right? Oh, you know it. <laughs> and it's that it's the same example with sales, the same example with business. It just takes a little bit more time than you think it's going to. Sometimes some people come in and there are the crazy situations like Michael Malden and you know, some other guys that come through and they just absolutely crush it right away. And that happens from time to time. But for most of us, like me, it didn't happen like that right away. And I needed more time. I needed more practice. I needed to practice more. So to come back to the point, to get our words to flow like water, we need reps, man, that's it. And if you want to accelerate the process, do more of it. Because if it's working for somebody, then it works. It's just that we don't know the information or we're not as skilled as we need to be to get the same results. Does that make sense? Right? Okay. Second thing I wanted to talk about is we all have a script. We can all go in the VT and rewatch all the videos inside the VT on the sales process, on the script, on the objections. We can, we can practice our objections. But what I really want you guys to understand is when we go into the close, because what happens a lot of times is sometimes we get uh, into this point into the conversation where it really makes sense for them to purchase, but we present the numbers and they don't. Right. So what I want to do is explain to you guys how to get people to go forward and choose to do business with you when it makes sense. And we have, we eliminate the objections before they come up. And then when they do come up, how to overcome them to get them to still choose to do business with us today. There's a lot of you guys on here that have been on live dials when I get objected with and I don't change my, you, you guys see how I overcome the objection. I wasn't always like that. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I got started, some of you guys know this, if I called somebody at the beginning, They'd be like, ah, oh, no, that wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. And I would say things like, no, this is you. I have your information right here. This is your address. This is your date of birth. And then they're like, I'm like yelling at them through the phone. I'm like literally screaming at them. And then they're upset with me because I'm yelling at them. And then they definitely don't want to be on the phone with me. And I would never get over the objection. So I was actually combative, right? And I caused that. And they were a mirror of my energy. So I want you guys to think about the way that you guys overcome objections and when it does happen, like it's not that we're going to overcome every single objection every single time and we're going to close every single sale because we overcome the, hey, I'm busy objection, but it opens up the door to have a conversation to find a need. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys an example. Let's say I call somebody and someone says, look, it's just not a good time. And I say, I totally understand. Um, most people that are busy are busy, busy, busy people get things done. I'm glad to hear that you're getting things done. Uh, just to make sure I got the right person here because that's really what the first call is for. I got a date of birth here is 8-10-1998. Is that you? And someone says, yes. Okay, now they've answered my question. Their objection's off their mind because I just overcame it and I can ask a new question. Were you just looking at this for yourself or for you and a loved one? I was looking at it for both of us. Okay, now there's a need, Right. But if, if they just say, hey, I'm busy right now and I fumble it and I don't know how to overcome it or if I get combative, I don't know where that's taking me. And most likely it's taking me to a hang up and it's not taking me to more information to get them to lean in, to want to know more. But a lot of times, guys, we have the ability to control that, right? It's like we're playing Xbox or like we're playing a, a, a game where we're driving a vehicle and we get to decide if we turn right or left, which way are we going to turn? 
right? Are we going to turn down the direction where our words flow like water and we actually can get them to lean in and, and there, and there be a need. I was just explaining this today to, I was talking to Nick Dunlap this morning. I talked to Chris Holt as well about mortgage leads. And so what happens is a lot of times these people are really on the, they're really at work when we call them on the phone. A lot of times the final expense are smoke screens. They're not actually at work because they don't work. There are a lot of times they're, they're lying. But with mortgage leads, they might actually be at work. So it's a different way that we have to handle it. I'm going to give you guys an example. If someone says, hey, I'm at work. And I say, I totally get it. I'll have you off the phone in 30 seconds. Just to make sure I have the right person on the phone here. Looks like you're in Pennsylvania. Is that right? And they say, yes. And I say, okay, I just, and I keep going into medical questions. And then I tell them to grab a pen and paper and a credibility. I'm going to piss them off and they're not going to want to do business with me. So with mortgage leads, and I'm giving you guys two examples here because some of you guys sell mortgage, some of you guys sell final expense. With mortgage leads, I have to know that I'm a mirror. I'm a mirror. And if I go slow, if they go fast, excuse me, we're all mirrors. And I have to gauge in, in mortgage. If they're busy, I got to be quick with it, okay? So rather than them dictating everything, I'm going to dictate it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them lead me because I don't know if they're busy or not. I'm going to give you an example. I call... Hey, John, this is Tyler. I got some of the info you just put in looking at that information on mortgage protection plans. Um, uh, looks like you're in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? And then they say, yes, look, man, I'm interested. I'm, I'm at work, right? No worries at all. First call is just to make sure we got the right person on the phone. Sounds like we do. Glad to hear it. Are you currently the only one living in the house, right? Real fast. Are you the only one living in the house? They say, uh, me and my wife. I say, okay. Now, first call, like I said, is just to set up a second call and make sure that we got the right person on the phone. Typically, when are you guys home sitting down with a pen and paper, being able to write some things down like four o'clock, six o'clock, one of those two times, right? And I'm mirroring their energy. So I'm not going to let them dictate that conversation. And I'm also going to bounce off of them. I'm letting them lead me, okay? And so the reason that I'm explaining the second example is because I was explaining to Chris Holt and, and Nick Dunlap this morning that if I piss them off, and I'm actually not like, if I'm not being on the same side of the table, working with you to find a solution, then I'm ruining and I'm being combative that relationship and that leap. Okay. They're two different demographics and you have to treat them differently. And you have to know who you're talking to. Final expense leads, you overcome objections because most of the time they're smoke screens. Mortgage protection leads, your goal in the first call is just to set the appointment. So whether you do credibility and medical and all those other things doesn't matter. You need to figure out if it's the right person on the phone and they admit that they filled it out, questions that I like to ask are, is it just you in the home? I want to know if they have a spouse that needs to be there. And are you guys both working and are you working? Other than that, I really need to tie down the time that I'm going to actually be able to call them back to make sure that I get the right person. Okay. And so again, this stuff, like if we're not practicing, if we're not, if we're not putting in the reps, if we're not learning, if we're not continuously trying to get better, if we're not trying to grow, we're never going to get the information. It's just information to become successful. Okay. And I'm going to give you guys another example. I say 25 day window a lot. I say your first 25 days, if you're just getting started in final expense sales, 25 day window, man. Like if you're, if you've been selling and you haven't had success, think about your next 25 days. I used to play ice hockey. We used to say quick memory, man. I had a great shift. Last shift, we had a great period last period. Quick memory, we gotta be great again. It, you can't just be great once and then you're you're all good. If you had a great game last night, well, you gotta play tonight as well. Like quick memory, we gotta play again. If I had a bad game, bad period, quick memory, it doesn't matter. Sales guys, quick memory, it doesn't matter, right? If I get told no, quick memory, cool. If I haven't been getting the results I wanted to have a great week last week, maybe I had the best week I ever had, quick memory, I gotta be great again, right? Sales is eat what you kill. 
right? We do have recurring revenue, which is freaking awesome. But like, we also have to have a quick memory because if I want to be great, then I know that every single month I got to hit the numbers. I got to do the work every single week. I got to hit the marks. So I want you guys to think about this. You're always trying to create momentum in your business. And then I'm going to talk about a couple different closes. Okay. Think about a bicycle. If you guys are sitting on a bicycle and, and I'm going to use the comparison of training, if you're training right now and you're doing it every single day and your goal is to, to get your words to flow like water, what happens is you have momentum. Think about you trying to get on a bicycle with two wheels. You're going to fall straight over if the bike's not moving, right? Well, if your bike is moving and you're training every single day and you're getting better and you're looking for those holes and where to plug them and how to get better, you have momentum. You're growing every single day. And if you're plugging into the training calls, if you're doing your calls with the team on live dial, you're asking questions, you're doing development calls with your leader, There's no, it's impossible for you not to get better. So make sure that you create the momentum in your own business. Your next 25 days, what are you doing in your next 25 days to get better, to grow, to hit your next level, right? And I want you guys to like write it out. Like, dude, every single month I got a game plan. Like I, I know exactly where I want to be. I know how many leads it usually takes me. I'm doing the math. I take the time to break it down. I do the training, right? I'm always trying to research, get better, get smarter. Where can I be better? Where can my business grow? How can I be better for my, for my agents, for my people? Where can I implement more time? How can I hire someone to spend more time with, with more people in my business, right? And so as you go in business, like you, you start to make these changes. But at the beginning, it just takes hard work. I sent a video to a lot of you guys. And the video, in the video, it said, um, I sent to like a lot of you guys this weekend, um, or a handful at least. Um, and the, in, in the video, the point of the video is that in the beginning of business, you have to put a lot of work in, right? You have to get better. You have to learn a product. You have to learn a system, learn learn how to how to sell, right? And it, it takes a little bit of sweat equity. I always say elbow grease because I love, it's just like a funny term, but like it is just a little bit of sweat equity, man. And it's just information. So it's working for people. We know it works. We just got to figure out what those people are doing, right? So I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple different closes. I'm going to start in final expense and I'm going to go to mortgage, okay? Really fast. If I'm calling final expense leads and I do the process, I ask my questions correctly, a lot of times what happens is people say, I need to think about it, right? We've all gotten that. And so what, what happens is, is these people, they know it makes sense. We've made it make sense to them. They filled out the request. They, they filled out the ad. We ask them the question, their situation, it's painted all over their face that they need it, but they're not committing to doing it. Well, it's not that they don't want it. It's that they're not sold on us. It's that we haven't made it made enough sense to do it today. They're going to get it. It's just, is it going to be from us today or Jake from State Farm tomorrow? And so what I want you guys to think about is leading up to your close, right? There's a lot of things that we can do to tie down the sale. And so I'm going to give you guys a couple of examples. And one thing that I absolutely love and has helped me make so many sales is recapping their situation. If I can explain your problems back to you in the exact words that you said them, you're going to feel so understood. So let's just say that I talked to Betty and Betty said she's 62. She doesn't have a, their family doesn't have the money for final expenses. Her kids would have to come out of pocket for it. She loves her family so much. They're, they're going to have to pay $15,000, take out a loan. They're going to have to travel, take time off from work. They're going to be in a tough spot to be able to pay for that. I want to say that stuff all back to her. Hey, Betty, I just want to make sure I got your situation correct. Just to make sure that we do. Betty, it looks like you're 62. Your son's not going to have the money to come out of pocket to pay for this. Currently, right now, he's not even going to be able to travel to your area to make that payment. Right now, you, you know, like you said, that you know, we're only getting older. As we get older, you know, we get less healthy. So we want to make sure we get something put in place while the rate's going to be as low as it is today. 
and you're currently living in Indiana and your date of birth is 8, 10, 1998 and you care about your family and love them a lot. Is all that right? Like I have, I have your situation right, correct? And so what happens a lot of times is they say, yeah, and, and they'll tell you more problems, okay? And so what I'm trying to do is, is become relatable. I want them to know that I'm listening. If someone says to me, hey, yeah, my daughter's not gonna have the money to come out of pocket for it, and I say, do you have any kids? They're like, dude, you're not listening to me. I'm giving them the proof that I'm the right person, okay? So I'm gonna recap their situation. I wanna say their exact words. I'm gonna take notes during the call. I'm gonna write stuff down. I'm gonna know their situation and ask them if that's their situation. And I'm gonna repeat it back to them with their own words. They're gonna feel so heard and understood, okay? And then I'm gonna ask a couple simple questions. And this stuff is really just to tie that sale down, it's to anchor it, okay? There's something called anchoring. It's anchoring to doing the deal, to not avoiding it. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm sure that you know this stuff only gets more expensive as time goes on right? They're going to say, yeah, that's correct. Okay. And it gets more expensive as time goes. So it gets more expensive as, as we do get older. And I'm sure that, you know, it gets more difficult to qualify the older that we get as well. And you're the youngest you're ever going to be today. So I'm sure that you want to make sure that you get it taken care of while it's going to be the lowest rate possible. Right. And all I'm doing, I'm just anchoring them to commitment. Okay. And then the last thing in my trial close, my favorite trial close, I've tried millions of things to say, and this is the best thing that I've come up with for a trial close is, Hey, um, since it isn't a matter of whether or not I say, it seems like it's probably not a matter of whether or not we're going to get it. Right. And they say, yes, it's not a matter of whether or not. And since it isn't a matter of whether or not we're going to get it, we'll look at two or three options for you. So we can find one that fits inside your budget because we do need it. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I want you to grab that pen and paper again, and we're going to go into a few different options. Guys, all I'm doing is instead of just throwing numbers at them, I give this comparison all the time. I don't want to be eyes closed, looking at the at, at a wall with a dartboard, just kind of hucking darts and hoping something hits a bullseye. I want to be a sniper, dude. I want to be my athletic stance. Like I want to have practice prepared, know exactly where I'm throwing this thing. And I want to be shooting for it exactly where it needs to go with my words. And if I do that, I'm going to capitalize on more. I'm going to turn more maybes into yeses. Okay. That's final expense. Really simple process. Okay. Mortgage protection. If you guys have not seen the training that we put in there and you're writing mortgage protection, or you want to learn more about mortgage protection, or you're trying to get into mortgage protection, I want you guys to understand that there's five closes and every single person fits one of those five closes. It's, dependent upon their age, their income, and their health. Those are the only three things that can dictate where they're going to fall and what product we're going to, we're going to sell them, what concept we're going to be providing them a solution for. Okay. If they fall in, they're super healthy, they make a great income, um, and they're low in age, then they're going to be able to get a CBO policy, a cashback option or a full payoff. Okay. That's like cream of the crop. They're in the best situation possible. Let's say that they're not making as much money, but they're super healthy and they're they're pretty young, right? They're not as young, but they're pretty young. Well, they can get a partial payoff, right? We can still write a term policy with those great living benefits that Americo has, but they're not going to get the full payoff. You're going to get 75, 45% and like a 50% option, right? Something along the lines of that. If they're like, you know, they have final expense medications that they're taking, maybe they're six in their mid sixties, their income's not as high. Uh, equity protection or transfer of assets. That close is, is the same thing. We just call it something different. 
pretty much the same thing. And that product is going to be a whole life policy like Eagle Premier Series, but we're calling it equity protection. Okay. You don't want to call it life insurance. You don't want to call it uh, a life insurance plan. That's not what they want it to be called. I told the story at the event. There's a lot of people that um, I talked to that are literally like, yeah, this guy tried to offer me a whole life insurance plan and I didn't want it. And then I come in and I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do that. I show them the exact same policy, but I call it equity protection and I explain how their family is going to benefit from it and use it. And they're like, that sounds amazing. And we do it. So a lot of it has to do with the presentation. Okay. So you have to know which bucket they're going to fall in. And if you haven't gone through and watched the training videos, go through and watch the training videos. Those videos will explain to you exactly what you need to do to make sure that you're providing the best solution that makes the most sense for their situation. You don't want to close your eyes and just throw darts at the wall and hope that they stick. Like they will say, no, you have to provide tremendous value to these people. And the value that we provide is all based off of the situation that they're in. It and it comes from their age, their health, and their income. You have to know those three things to be able to provide the correct solution. Okay. So in mortgage protection, when I go through my process, I'm going to give you guys an example for each of those inside of the CBO. If they're really healthy, you know, full payoff with a return of premium or just full payoff, I'm going to have them write down the number one, the number two, and the number three. Okay. I do this with every single client that I speak with on the phone. I write down, I say, write down the mortgage amount, write down the monthly payment next to mortgage. Number two, equity. I want you to write down equity and the amount of equity that you have in the home and income. And then I want you to write down if it's how much equity you have and have, or how much income you have and how much equity, if anyone else is living with them, how much equity they have or how much income they have. So if they have a $10,000 a month income and someone's making $7,000 a month and the husband's making $3,000 a month, then I want them to write that out. I want them to write out their whole situation so they see it on paper and it's not just words floating around their head. They're looking at it. Okay. And so what, what I'm going to do is with full payoff is I'm going to talk, I'm going to lead with living benefits. Okay. Because if someone can't go earn active income, Hey Susie, let's say that you can't go to work tomorrow. Do you guys have the income with Bob's income to be able to make mortgage payments every single month? Well, no, it would probably be pretty difficult. The $3,000 a month wouldn't cover the living expenses that we have and the $1,500 a month on, on the mortgage. Okay. So I think that we can both agree if you guys weren't able to go earn active income, it would be a little bit more difficult to keep up the quality of living that you have right now, right? Yes. Okay. And what's your biggest asset? They're going to say the home. You say, okay, I agree with you. But most people, just like you in your situation, if they don't have the income, then they're not able to pay the monthly payments to make the mortgage payments. So then they would lose the house. So I would argue that our biggest asset is actually our income right now. And we have insurance on our car. We have insurance on our health, but we don't have insurance on the biggest asset that we have. The asset that it has an appraisal value of $400,000. Okay. Right. And the thing that provides us income. So we want to make sure that if we can't show up to work, if we're not able to go to work and earn active income, we're going to be able to have money that we can make mortgage payments with. So we don't get kicked out of the house and lose that $400,000 asset. Okay. And so what I'm doing is I'm putting them in a situation to understand my, like I'm asking specific questions to get them to admit their situation. So my solution solves exactly their problem. Does that make sense? And then I'll, I can ask questions like, Hey, cause I know that they're healthy enough and I know that they have the income for it. And I know that they're, this, this product makes sense. I can ask questions around the situation of, um, 
would you want your family to, to stay in the house or downsize? You would want them to stay in the home? Well, right now, would they be able to keep up with those mortgage payments? You said no, right? No? Okay, so right now, if that did happen, if you did lose your income or you did pass away, they would have to move out of the house. Is that what would happen, right? And so I can tee up that situation and then I can swoop in like a hero with a cape on my back to solve that problem, okay? That is if they qualify and they're inside that first bracket. It's a totally different question basis for the other products. For the most part, the term products, if they can get qualified for them, we're gonna keep that same framework because the living benefits are what sells, okay? And that's the value for number one and number two, okay? So number one, full payoff. Number two, partial payoff. Living benefits are so valuable because if people don't have their income, 95% of these people, 99% of these people are on month-to-month income. So they're not going to be able to make monthly mortgage payments if they lose their income. So living benefits are what sells. Number two, guys, so that's for the term stuff. So if we go into like equity protection and if we go into transfer of assets plan, I can't ask the same questions. I can't lead with living benefits like I can with term policies. The value in these plans, and I'm going to frame the solution a certain way, is not, the solution is not the death benefit. It is not the death benefit. Okay. If you're just starting, it sounds logical to say you're going to get 25 months of mortgage payments with a $25,000 payout. And that's it. The value is not the death benefit. The value is the equity inside their house, whether it's a transfer of asset plan or an equity protection program. I'm going to explain to you what I mean. If somebody has a house with $100,000 in equity, the loan value is $200,000 and they're 68 years old and they have diabetes and high blood pressure and they can't qualify for a term policy, what I'm doing is, is I am selling them a whole life plan that's going to be for $25,000 or $20,000. And it's a final expense solution, right? But I'm calling it equity protection for their mortgage protection plan. And what's happening is I'm going to explain to them how they're going to use, how this plan is going to be used so their family can keep the asset, the house. Because guys, the house, house is worth $300,000 and they have $100,000 in equity, that can turn into cash in the bank, okay? So the value is not the death benefit. The death benefit is a tool that they're gonna use to get the cash or put a renter in the house so they can keep the asset, okay? So when you explain it, when, I, when you go through the training, you'll see me, I explain it like in depth. I explain how the death benefit is used to protect the asset, to keep the equity in the family. Right, Taylor, I think it would make a lot of sense if we were able to keep the equity, that six figures in cash in the family rather than giving it back to the bank, right? I agree. And the last thing that we want is for little Mary to have to be on the phone with banks and lenders trying to figure out how she's going to make mortgage payments and keep the house rather than rather than giving it back to the bank because it only takes a few mortgage payments being missed to give it back to the bank. So what we want to do is make sure that she's going to have the time she needs to get a renter in the house, to put it on Airbnb, to sell the home, to fix it up, to do whatever she needs to, to take those next steps. The solution is not a $200,000 policy because they can't qualify for it. It is not an option. So we don't ask questions like, do you want to find something that's going to pay off the house in full? We don't even go down that route. We explain how the plan is going to be, is going to give them that, that $300,000 asset, their control, 
They're going to own that. They're not going to give it back to the bank. And I'm going to tell a story. I always tell a story in these ones. And if you guys know me, you know, I love saying Susie. Susie called me last week and she, I spoke to her and her husband and they just, they just wouldn't commit and they, they wanted to think about it over. And what ended up happening was we didn't end up getting anything, but she called me because her husband passed away. And she called me because she wanted to see if he had gotten anything and he didn't. So sadly enough for them, they weren't able to get it put in place. And now she has to move out of the house and she's given the house back to the bank because she can't make those monthly payments to put it on the market, to give herself the time to sell it. Because most people think that it takes two days to put the house in the market, but typically it takes six months and houses might go quickly in your area. But what you have to do is clean the house up. You have to make it, uh, it has to qualify to go on the market. And then you have to actually take the time to find the right person, to find the right deal, to make sure that they're going to make the payment. And once all that goes through, usually takes about six months. So we want to make sure that your family is not going to be in a situation like Susie, where Susie's giving all that back to the bank. Best case scenario or worst case scenario with one of these plans, your family sells the home in six months. They pocket $100,000 of equity that goes right into the bank account for them. They have that in cash. And they're able to do whatever they need to, to move on with their life, but they're not stressed out about the finances during that time. Okay. And so that's how you sell with mortgage protection, right? And the closing is so important. It's so important to know what bucket they're in and go through the training. Like it'll make so much sense because when you call to set appointments, you're trying to set an appointment with mortgage. When you go through the script, you're pretty much going through the same thing. But in the first two minutes, I'm figuring out what bucket they can follow. And I'm figuring out their age. I know their age. I'm figuring out their income and I'm trying to figure out their health as well very quickly so I can give myself the time to figure out what bucket they're in and what solution makes sense, okay? And it's it's value. We're over providing value. We're delivering value to these people and that's what gets people to say yes with mortgage. So if we're gonna recap this whole call, guys, this is gonna be in the VT. Go back and listen to Andy. Guys, it's crazy to me, like the people pay him like, if he was to do that for a company, like they, they, the company would pay like 15, 25 grand just to have him speak and say those words to them. So like, don't take that stuff lightly. Like make a decision to be great. Like make a decision today to be better tomorrow. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter how great you've been. It doesn't matter if you've been horrible, terrible, if you've sucked, if you haven't taken the steps necessary to get to where you want to go, dude, forgive yourself. It's cool. Let's be better tomorrow. And Andy is such a great example of that dude at 39, like I'm looking at so many people on here and there's not a lot of like, I mean, Wyatt, you know, you're in your twenties, Hamza, dude. I mean, you're like, you know, like he's like my little brother. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy, like Cade, bro, you're 21. But we got so many people that are so young. And even if you're not that young, make a decision. Andy at 39, 39 decided to be like, I'm going to change. And look at this life that he has. And look at this business that he has. And look at the people and what he's doing. So I want you guys to know, like, it can happen as fast as you're willing to make the decision. And if you make the decision today to be better tomorrow, well, then you're one step closer to where you want to be and who you want to become. And there was someone that I was talking to the other day. They asked me this past week and they asked me, they said, what is it like to, to be doing what you're doing? And I said, you know, it's crazy. I said, it's not about what I'm doing and the results and the external stuff, but it's the person that I've become because that's the real value. Like I'm, I'm so proud of who I've become because of the things that I've been able to do and like the skill sets that I hold. And that gives me the ability to do the things that I do. It's not luck. It's not like you just magically fall into success, but the more work you put in, the more you can get your words to flow like water, the more you can get people to understand your perception, the value that you see 
see your perspective and your perception and get them to understand your perception, the more you can close and then the bigger skills you get. And then the more people you can teach, and then you can start to build something and build an agency and build a company. And you can start to make money wherever you want and sell wherever you want and do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. Like that's the value, right? I was just re-listening to something that I listened to here and there. And it's just crazy. This was like almost two years ago. Andy sent me an audio message so long ago. And he said to me, he said, the life you want is on the other side of a couple of difficult decisions that you need to make to get better.